This is Writing Excuses, episode 26, the horror genre. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. And I'm Howard. All right, horror genre. Well, when we prepped for this podcast, none of us could really determine uh, what we thought the horror genre was, but let's <laughs> launch into it and see if we can come up with a definition. What do I mean by the horror genre? What is the horror genre? Dan, you get front and center on this podcast. Go oh, for it. Oh, I wonder why. Uh, the horror genre is a lot of different things in a lot of different venues. Um, most people today, when you say horror to them, they immediately think of slasher movies. And in fact, as I've been telling people, oh, I'm an author now, really? What do you write? Horror. They immediately think of Freddy Krueger or some similar thing. And that's I, an element I think element Stephen King and Dean yeah. Koontz. Well, that's good what I think. See, and I think vampires and werewolves. Mm -hmm. And horror really includes all of that. One of the things that uh, you'll notice with horror is that it is not really a coherent genre unto itself anymore uh, because it's been splintered off into dark fantasy and dark urban and yeah, a lot all of these different, different genres things. have like claimed chunks of it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think this is just my armchair looking at it, but um, during the late 90s, it appeared to me that horror became something of a, a pejorative term. Um, horror books mm -hmm. were not selling, horror, um, horror sections of bookstores were shrinking, and so a lot of authors decided to stop writing horror and instead started writing dark urban fantasy yeah. or um, vampire which, books. Which or, is identical to yeah. what they used to write. Mm -hmm. It just has a different label and goes on a different shelf in the bookstore. Yeah. Well, anyone can see the popularity of the Stephanie Meyer books, and you, know, you, you can't say that horror doesn't sell, but for a while people mm -hmm. were saying that, and I think it may have just been a little bit of a backlash after oh, that. Stephen yeah. King and Dean Koontz are yeah. mainstream. Right. They sell they a lot more books. See, but I think Dean Koontz calls himself suspense, does not call himself horror. Um, and um, I'm not sure, you know, I think Stephen King is horror, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I think he entered the, the thriller suspense genre. Is there a difference between suspense and horror? Yes, yes, there is. There is. Can you <laughs> define it? <laughs> in the sense horror? that suspense is a genre unto itself, right. sure. Suspense is a tricky genre to pin down because most books have an element of suspense in them. Mm -hmm. um, horror is different in that it tends to include supernatural stuff. It doesn't have to, though. Right. Oh, I've all, I look at horror as being either supernatural or somehow exaggerated. Exaggerated threats, just like thrillers are exaggerated suspense novels. Everything is overblown and larger than life. Horror mm -hmm. is the genre in which it's not just scary, it's horrifying. It's the e extreme end of something suspenseful. Yeah. Um, now, a, suspense, a suspense novel is you have a female police officer who is on the trail of a serial killer and she turns out to be his next target. Okay. And yeah. How many times mm -hmm. have we heard that right. storyline? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, horror is the same exact storyline, only halfway through you find out he's not a serial killer, he is an elder god. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and, and I would take that even further, that in horror you tend to have uh, char main characters who are less competent in the area in which they need right. to be. Yeah, it wouldn't a be a cop as yeah. the main character, it would be, you know, some chump. I, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a distinguishing difference, I think. I'm looking. I, I would look at but misery. You could, you could, I see that in I see that in fantasy and science fiction all the time too. Well, that's where you take the underqualified, yeah. the underqualified uh, adept mm -hmm. and throw them in over but their see, head. In the thriller genre, they are almost always extremely adept. Yeah, what ja doing. James Bond will never be in a horror, though he yeah. could very easily be in a thriller. Right. Um, 
in, oh, no, uh, he can be in a horror, he just can't be your hero. In your horror, <laughs> he dies at the true. end of the first act. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen King, I read an article by him just recently, and he had a, a cool, maybe not a definition of horror, but he was describing horror and said uh, that horror is not spectacle. Horror has no spectacle in it. Mm -hmm. uh, the phrase he used was, horror is the girl next door, an unknown actress, who is hiding in a cabin holding a knife that you know she's never going to get to use. And I thought, that's actually kind of cool. That has a lot of the main elements of horror in it. A character who isn't a warrior, who doesn't know what they're up against, who doesn't know how to deal with it, and who might not survive to the end. Um, all right, Dan brings up uh, an excellent thing that I, I wanted to bring up in this podcast, which is we, we want to focus on how to write these aspects. It's a writing podcast. We don't just want to describe the genre. And we started to get into it. How do you write characters for a horror book? How do you approach it differently than if you were writing, say, a fantasy or a science fiction? What do you have to do with character differently? You have to reduce their competence in the face of what they're facing. I would think that would, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, would, that seems like something that's... Um, yeah. You look at the difference between uh, Alien and Aliens. Yeah. In mm -hmm. Alien, that was very clearly a horror. Yes. Okay. In Aliens, we're going in with military guys yeah, who look space very, 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 very yeah. competent, and then they are up against far more than they thought they were, and it turns out to be a horror. We yeah. reduced their competence in the face of the... Uh, in the face of the trial. Now you could look yeah. at that as military sci-fi, mm -hmm. but it works perfectly well as horror after mm -hmm. <laughs> after the squad is decimated. Dan, what else? Um, what's different about horror when it comes to characters? When it comes to characters, you, you mentioned earlier so that there's a moral quality. There, there to is. Um, here, here's another great Stephen King quote, which is that uh, what he likes to do in his books is to take the character that the reader likes the most and then put them through the burner. And the way you start is you make them like the character. You really have to be able to identify with horror characters very, very closely. And specifically, they have to have flaws. Horror, maybe half of your horror book, maybe less than that, is going to be about the overt, obvious problem. I'm being chased by a monster or a killer yeah. or whatever. And the other half is about my wife doesn't love me anymore. My kids don't understand me. There's all of these personal conflict and you really yeah. you have to have those in, in anything you write no, but, but it is they're, they're especially in important in yeah. horror um, and a lot of the reason for that is I as a reader have never been chased by a werewolf before and so I'm not going to immediately identify with that conflict mm -hmm. because I don't it won't resonate with me as much however my children are drifting away from me my you know these other kind of things I have this problem or the personal relationships, those will resonate with me much more strongly. See, I, I think there's another reason for it, not just the, the resonance. I think that um, there's the, the concept that um, the inner demon versus the outer demon seems to be a huge theme in horror. Yes, that very, very much. We are destroyed by external forces, but they, those really represent our internal forces. And so you've yes. often got the characters struggling with something inside, which is manifest kind of by this monster that rips them to pieces. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very true. It doesn't have to be a one-to-one -one, uh, allegory. Yeah. You, you don't have to write a purely representative horror, but that's very true, that the, the internal conflicts are often what is really destroying the character. This week's Writing Excuses is brought to you by pants. <laughs> pants. You put them on your legs. Put them, put them all the way up. 
Pants, put them back on, please. <laughs> a lot of my favorite horror um, stories and writings are told in the first person for this, I think, exact reason, so that you can know. Oh, yeah. If you, when, yeah, if you try and use, uh, <laughs> if you try and use third-person omniscient yeah. for horror, you've yeah. You've given it all away. Yeah. You've you can given use it away. limited, but the my favorites. I'm I'm yeah, a, I'm first a big works fan really well. of Lovecraft. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's it, uh, among horror. He's definitely my favorite, um, and it works because of the things we've been talking about with his characters. He's got a very intense, deep first-person character who's thrown into something they completely don't expect, which has a horrifying edge of supernatural. Something that just is so scary it drives the characters insane. And part of the horror is watching these monsters. Part of the horror is watching this character whom you like, watching them descend into madness. The, the weakness that I see in Lovecraft, though, is that often he would tell you how scary it was. Yeah. Instead, uh, you know, by using words, you know, the most horrifying thing he'd ever seen, mm -hmm. undescribably whatever. Well, instead yeah. of he was breaking new ground, and he was oh, during I know an that. era. And, and I'm not when, finding yeah. I'm not yeah. finding uh, I'm not finding fault yeah. necessarily. I'm just saying that for readers right. or for for These, writers, game, you can't just imitate. You can't Lovecraft. do that. No, um, for the same mm -hmm. reason that I don't think epic fantasy writers can imitate Tolkien. Exactly. Um, the the writing back then was much more descriptive and much more telly than yeah. it is yeah. now. But to, to finish the point, yeah. don't don't say things like this was the most horrifying right. thing she'd yeah. ever seen. Say, uh, you know, her jaw her jaw dropped slack yeah. and her eyes began to quiver and concrete details, particularly yeah. small concrete details, can really make these well, things. Happen. And 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 very non-concrete details if presented properly. If, if you really boil horror down to it, it is about the unknown. It is about mm -hmm. the fear of not understanding what's going on. And uh, talking about Lovecraft, one of my favorite short stories of all time, and I, I believe it's one of Brandon's as well, is The Rats in the Walls yep. by Lovecraft, which functions because it descends into madness. And it descends fully. text yes, descends into it, madness. Yes, it is a first-person thing, and at one point he just goes insane. It, it becomes gibberish words. And you don't know what's going on, but you know that it's scary. Yeah, he's actually even regressing. It's like mm -hmm. it starts, and he goes back to Middle English, and then to Old English, and then to grunts and gibberish. Yeah. Um, it's very, very fascinating. Okay, uh, let's move on from that point, though. How do you write setting differently if you're writing a horror story? How is it different than if you're approaching a, a different genre? Any ideas? Um, one, one of the other aspects of horror that, you know, this is not a hard and fast, but, but a common one, is that the horror you are facing is inescapable or indefeatable. Okay. And so a, that is why so many horror movies take place in a cabin in the woods, because there's no help nearby. You can't get away. Yeah. If, and so the setting usually reflects that, that you are in some place where help is not readily available, escape is not an option, and you are forced to confront something that you don't know how to confront. Okay. I think the other aspect of it is that uh, in this setting, the holes in your understanding. You know, in science fiction and fantasy and horror, we often have settings with fantastic mm -hmm. elements that the reader does not fully understand until you know, the book finishes up. In, a, in horror, these holes in your understanding have to be very, very dark, very, very scary places. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as, these, as these powers, as these yeah. darknesses, well, as they are revealed, they need to be frightening. Um, one way to maybe look at it as in, in a fantasy book, when the more I reveal about the setting, the world, and the magic, the more interesting it becomes and the more capable the characters become. Yeah. In a horror, the more you reveal, 
the worse it gets. Yeah. Um, the information mm -hmm. makes things worse. It does not make things better. And in, in my stories, information is always a good thing. You always yeah. want more, more good things. But I remember yeah. reading a comic book once, where um, a comic story where someone was going to be um, playing in the Lovecraft world and role-playing, and they, they said, I burn the book. As soon as they discover a, a, a book, they said, I burn it. Because the less you know, the better. And it's yep. a good mm -hmm. rule of thumb. Um, it's, you, whenever you reveal something, it has to be more scary. Yeah. It has to destroy the characters. Um, in a way. And, and you can see this, again, going back to movies, just because it's, it's a very convenient uh, comparison. Watch a horror movie, and as soon as you get a really good look at the monster, a lot of the tension drains right, right out. Yep. And yeah. so you, people are in, much um, more scared. That's, that's a good way to define the difference between science fiction and fantasy and horror is yeah. how early in the show do you get to look at the aliens or the mm -hmm. monsters or the creatures or whatever? Though I will throw in that there are some really unique... Seven is a great example. I mentioned it before. I think that's a horror show. That's overblown serial killer to the point of being horrifying. Mm -hmm. And the more you discover, the more frightened you all are. All the way to the end. All the right way to the last scene. Um, and that's just... It's, it's an excellent example of the genre because of that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a few minutes and talk about plot. What do you do differently in plot when you're writing a horror story, when you're coming up with it, when you're developing it? I think we've talked about it a lot here with this idea of revealing mysteries. When you reveal mysteries, mm -hmm. that's a plot element. Um, when you reveal it's... Uh, I think the Stephen King quote yeah. is, uh, you know, take the, take the character they like the most and, you know, put them through, what, put them through the burner. I, I believe he said yeah. burner. Mm -hmm. It may have been um, grinder. I mean, any... <laughs> any act to any act to uh, you know plot twist when you make things worse in, in whatever story any whatever genre you're telling you make things worse to the characters that people like yeah. when you are designing a plot for a horror story when you make things worse you also have to make it terrifying I, I also mm -hmm. think that in a horror story when you're designing it you want to keep things personal um, yes. Very personal and even to the point of it being on a smaller scale. Once you start to deal with saving the world, you are losing your horror story and entering into epic storytelling. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it has to be very close to the characters and that's why you see this often one protagonist dealing with staying alive as opposed to one protagonist fighting off the horrifying aliens or destroying the planet. Yeah. Well, the War of the Worlds movie yeah. functions as a horror. It does. Because we look at Tom Cruise's character right. and the epic story plays out independent of what he was yeah. doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Stephen King is, again, a great example of this. Something like uh, The Mist or The Fog or what I think his was called The Mist. That uh, I mean, that's that's a story about people who are trapped in a grocery store while there's scary monsters outside and they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And some of the story is about how can we get out of this, but most of the story is dealing with the personalities that are trapped in this grocery store together. Zombie movies do the same thing. Yeah, people trapped in a building interacting mm -hmm. as zombies happen to be coming to life and just you know trying to kill them all. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, do we have any um, closing words on horror? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that didn't uh, work, did it? No, but I, I, I'm going to take this uh, opportunity to say, everyone go out and read Rats in the Walls. Yeah, go out and read Lovecraft. The Yellow Wallpaper, who I unfortunately can't remember who wrote that. Um, those are my two Pimp This stories okay. for today. Well, we won't hum for those because they're classics. All right. Um, this has been Writing Excuses. Thanks for listening. All right. 
Here's our writing prompt for today. We have talked about uh, the rats in the walls and the yellow wallpaper. Those are both short stories about a descent into madness from a first-person point of view. So that's your writing prompt today. You are going to descend into madness. Your writing will become gibberish or some horrible thing will happen <coughs> and then Brandon will scream. Wasn't a and that was a squeak. That was that, that was more of scraping force. a chair across the floor, <laughs> but in a horrifying way. All right, this has been writing excuses. Boo. <laughs> if you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storyteller's stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like, do you want to do a one-on-one -on -one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus.